This podcast is brought to you by Media 8. Welcome to Off the Cuff with Kel, conversations from the front line, a podcast and live show for survivors and the leaders who support them. I'm your host, Kelly Humphreys, a survivor of child sexual abuse, advocate, author, speaker, ambassador, a lover of all things outdoors with over 15 years of law enforcement experience. Please support me in my mission to break cycles of abuse and trauma. You can help by donating to my Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash Kelly Humphreys. Hello and welcome to Off the Cuff with Kel, guys. I'm so excited to be here tonight. I've got an amazing guest, uh, the wonderful Kevin Laws, all the way from the US of A. It is 5.30 a.m. in the morning. Kevin, how are you? I am barely awake, but <laughs> good good evening to you from the land down under. <laughs> I'm so happy that you are able to jump on, uh, I'll say tonight or this morning, <laughs> but um, I'm just really excited. Like I know we've had a couple of chats already and I said I had goosebumps from uh, our conversation the other day just because it was just, I know you've just got so much to share with us. Um, so before we go into anything, I'm just going to drop it in there, guys. There could be some uh, triggering uh, content that we will share. There's some, uh, you know, child sexual abuse uh, material that we're going to be talking about how this happens, what happens, who's doing it, and some of this stuff might be difficult to hear. So there are support numbers on my website um, if you do find the contents of uh, what we are speaking about difficult to hear. So um, make sure you uh, tune in, guys, because this is uh, a very powerful conversation that we're about to have. Uh, so we are live and also we will have a podcast audience. So if we're live to, right now on your screens, guys, hit that share button to make sure everybody is getting these messages. Um, so Kev, my friend, over to you. You have 20 years investigating child sexual exploitation Tell us a little bit about how you started on this really amazing and deeply difficult journey. Well, believe it or believe it or not, um, I started be before well, the internet was just starting. We weren't even calling it email yet. It was still we were still calling it electronic mail. We were we were still putting pen to paper, so literally writing people letters when they when they res responded to us. I, I started helping, um, just helping one of the agents. Um, you know, still doing the still doing the traveler cases. I was in in a um, a border town. I, I won't I won't mention the location, but people used to come down and and they'd meet in a hotel room. We'd have adjoining rooms. And uh, I was I always wanted to be the first one through the door because that's the exciting part. Um, so we'd have an undercover doing the chat and then, you know, we'd go and arrest the person. And then, you know, fast forward, my boss was like, hey, you want to go to this computer class? And he spits out some long name. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he says, well, I put your name in for it. Anyhow, to this day, I, I don't know why he asked me if he just was sending me. So literally about a year later. Uh, he said, hey, you remember that class I put you in for last year? I'm like, dude, I don't remember what I had for dinner last night. So it was um, basic computer evidence recovery training. Um, so off off I went to, to Glencoe, Georgia for, for six weeks. Uh, my, my, 
I should add, it's the worst six weeks of my life because <laughs> I didn't know anything about computers. I mean, I guess they sent me because I, I was I knew how to turn it on and, and knew that the at the the CD holder wasn't a coffee cup holder. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> right. So yeah, so along with so so that's that started the that started the real journey because you know the the internet was just coming on just coming on um, and man that was a that was the floodgate right there you know I I, I started doing the computer forensics um, so I was I was the only person in town doing it so you know so I teamed up with the FBI agent and and him and I called us the uh, the uh, um, the task force. It was, it was only it was only him and I, and you know the rest is history. Yeah, it, wow. just, it, it just snowballed from there. And snowballed because of the amount of work there was to do in this, or oh yeah, because the the, the you know when it's when, when it first started out, it was it was kind of slow. I was doing I was doing all the forensics for the for the for the local police department, and then you know who knew it was going to be just all child exploitation. And, and back then nobody called it child exploitation. It was just, you know, child porn or child pornography. Um, and with the, the crazy thing is, um, as bad as this is going to sound, it's just the reality. Um, the pictures back there weren't that bad. I mean, they, they, they just weren't. Um, you know, you'd see you'd see a, a little boy with an erect penis, or or a, a naked little girl with her legs spread, and the and the focal point of the camera would be on the on her um, pubic area. But rarely, rarely did you see someone actually touching a child. That was that was that was a rarity. Mm. You know, it's so hard, even like Kevin, just to hear that because for me, I just think of anything like that just being so horrific. And yet I don't think people fully understand what is being put out there. Like, you know, I, I think that's shocking. And I, and I know I'm a law enforcement. I've been doing this for 15 years. I get it. Like I, I've, I know what this stuff is. And, you know, like I, I know that what you're saying is, is the, the vast difference between what was bad then but what is what is bad now and it's almost like it's desensitized or like do you know what i mean like oh no yeah that's yeah, yeah that's that's absolutely that's absolutely what it what it is what it is now and 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 i've been doing long enough oh, yeah. that I, I i followed the progression i followed the progression of it um and now we're, we're at a point where it's just it's just one upmanship mm -hmm. um you know, oh, this guy did this with the child. Oh, I can do, I can do better. Or you know, you know, it, it came to it came to a point when I was working one investigation where, um, in order to stay in the group, you had to provide. Well, there was there was different levels of the group, right? So it, to be, to be in the the highest level, you actually had to provide on demand abuse, like. Yeah. Just to be clear, so for anyone who's listening, Kevin did, uh, I think we'll just say 11 years as an undercover agent working with um, Department of Homeland Affairs. Homeland Security Investigations. So, yeah, right. Yeah, so, I need, so I, I need to explain that. So, so what happened is I started, you know, 
just as a regular agent helping out another agent on these types of cases, a trout exploitation. Mm. And then I started doing computer forensics. And then I, I transferred, for, believe it or not, from, um, from Alaska, or actually from Arizona up to Alaska. And I started working online undercover. Um, so my first two years online undercover, I, my persona was that of a little girl. So 14, 13, 14 year old. Um, and that was, that was easy. I mean, that was like, um, literally like shooting fish in the barrel. We could have arrested, you know, one or two people a week if we wanted to. Mm. And then I either, however you want to put it, I either graduated up or graduated down. I started, um, I changed my persona. So originally I was a, I was a, a grandfather pimping out my grandkids and then I was just a dad uh, pimping out my kids. Yeah, um, wow. So. And, and it's and it's hard because we don't have these. I don't think for many of us here in Australia, we, we haven't actually had a brutally honest conversation about this. I mean, as a law enforcement officer, I'll have this conversation and I'll listen to this at a conference or whatever with specialist investigators who are doing this work. And I expect to be, you know, hearing this type of stuff, but. For those of us who are parents who've got children and and those types of things like these conversations are just they're hidden from the media they're not put out there to say look this is what's actually going on this is what's really happening to these kids behind closed doors you know and i, I just think that you know I, I get that it's hard to hear and for those of you listening yes it's hard to hear but it's freaking necessary like we need to know because we just think that it's not happening to our children yeah, I, I I agree, and and you know, the media is getting the media is getting better, and I I'll, I'll give I'll give Australia huge props. Um, you, you guys are you guys are on on the cutting edge of, of getting getting the word out there. Uh, you know, us here in the states, we're a little we're a little behind the curb. Um, not we're way behind the curb. Uh, but it, but it it but it is getting better, and then, you know that's that's the one thing I've I've always said for 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 many years that um, you know as good as the media does, um, they they really do this crime type a huge disservice. Um, well, okay, that's true to a certain point because I I remember I remember a number of years ago um, someone took. Um, pictures, and I'm using this as an example to, to compare. Someone took pictures of uh, some, some coffins coming off of a troop transport, and it was it was it was from you know bodies. It was from soldiers that were being being recovered and and sent you know off to be buried. And there was this big uproar from people saying, "How could you do that?" Um, con com Contrast that with with this. Uh, imagine, imagine that you're trying to get the word out what you know, what child exploitation or what child abuse looks like, and and you showed just one image on the air. People would people would lose their mind. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's there there's still a way to do it, and 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 do us everybody that's worked in this field or has worked in this field. There's still a way to do it. Um, and get the point across instead of sugarcoating it like, oh my gosh, they had pictures, they had naked pictures of little kids and it was terrible. And people at home were like, well, I just took pictures of my kid in the bathtub and, you know, I have three of them hanging up on the wall. How bad could it be? 
Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen this, uh, I guess, like, because you've sort of been there from the beginning, Kev, like you, you started, you know, rolling with the punches when those punches were, you know, starting from the very beginning when the internet first kicked off and, you know, I'm not, not trying to highlight your age here. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, there's been a lot of changes and we know ourselves as, you know, law enforcement or anyone working in the field with, with survivors is like how quickly the internet changes and, and to try to stay in front of that to then actually be able to combat uh, what's, what's happening, you know? So what, what changes, I guess, have you seen? Like you were talking before about one-upmanship and, I know just from the conference we attended uh, recently that um, it's always about fresh material, you know, like the, the perpetrators want new stuff. They want things that they haven't seen before. And, you know, for me, thinking about the, the child at the end of that, like I, I, I can't, as a survivor myself, I can't even think about that without getting so upset about what that might look like for that kid. Yeah. Um, so, well, I won't go into that because then I'm going to, you know, if, if, uh, I, if I think back on a, a certain thing, I'll be, I'll be sitting here crying and it'll be, everybody watching will be crying too. So I won't go, go that, that far into it. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the one-upmanship is, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's there. I, I, I seen it. I, I seen the pro progression from, um, from just, just the images to, you know, then you'd see hands on and then you would see, um, bestiality thrown in there. And, you know, I, I quit saying long ago, I I've, I've seen everything because, you know, I've, I've looked at well, well over a million images well over a million images um and then i used to say oh i've seen everything and then you know you do your next exam and then you there'd be something else new um that that's another thing that i'm kind of an anomaly at um when i was i was doing the um undercover usually you'd have a case agent that's what we call my case agent that would be that would be running the case and then the other undercover only did the undercover part and he went on did something else and then you'd have a forensics guy that did the forensics part. Um, I did it all. I was I was one stop shop. So I would I would do the under I would do the undercover, and then I was doing the casework. So if the casework means writing the reports and all that, and then once we arrested the guy, I was I was doing the grand jury for the arrest, and then I was doing the forensics as well. So whenever whenever I went to court. Um, it was pretty easy because there was only one witness uh, and that was me. So, you know, you know, throw you up on the stand and say, all right, agent laws, what happened? And you just go. Yeah. Um, which was, which was good and bad. Good. Because, you know, if, if, if there was an error, there's only one person to, to blame. Um, and then the bad part was if there was an error, there was only one person to blame. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, when I was just at this conference, Kev, I, um, I heard a statistic around who's doing the offending and it was mostly married white middle-aged men who've got children and families. Like 
with your experience and what you've seen, who who is doing this? Who are the people behind? Who are no, the that's behind the screen. No, that's that that's it. That's 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 on on the money. Um, you know, as many as many people as I've I've talked to. Um, if you if if you found a woman, I saw nine years I worked online undercover as an adult, um, pimping out my kids. Um, how many how many actual women do you think I ran into? Like, I, well, the stats now, I think, and I, look, I could say that could be getting this wrong. It might be about forty percent. Well, I, I ran into three. In in nine years, I've I talked to hundreds, hundreds of, 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 of people that said, you know, you know, a good portion of that people said they, they were women. Um, but yeah. I knew that was false because I would like show me a picture and they'd be like, oh, hey, I have to go let the dog out or something like that. Yeah, and right. That was it. But yeah, you, you, you yeah, I, I did get a couple. I'd have arrested a couple women, but it's pretty, it's pretty slim. Yeah. So how quick, Kev? Like I know, I know what I know, but you've got so many stories. How fast can is this grooming? How how fast does this happen? Uh, you know, pretty pretty fast. I you know, I'm I'm talking about me as an adult. Um, so I'm chatting to another. I'm chatting to another adult, adult, and I'm offering them my my children. Uh, the the fastest case I ever seen was. Um, start to finish was 28 hours from the very first chat to the person is in handcuffs. Uh, and the only reason it, it took 28 hours is because the, the guy said, Oh, I have a, I have an event to go to tonight. Um, or I would come and visit you tonight. Um, yeah. Fat. I, uh, the, 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 the big case that I did, well, I did a lot of big cases good cases. I, I actually had a woman fly down from um, Surrey, British Columbia, Canada. Um, and that took three weeks. Three. And that was you came to pick up your child that you had. Oh, no, this she wanted something way, way, way worse than that. Um, she was she was she had posted an ad on a website and I happened to be in and I and I read the ad and I said, man, I said, this is someone that's screaming arrest me or somebody that's working undercover and has not taken my chat class because nobody is this stupid. It literally oh. said, hey, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a woman. I'm looking for a dad, daughter, you know, mother, son, blah, 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 incest family, willing to relocate for the right person. Oh, my God. And I'm like, this, this can't be. <laughs> This can't be real. I'm, I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. I'm, I, I guess I'm just, I just, yeah, I, I don't even have words for that. <laughs> yeah, no, but so she wanted, so, so she wanted, she wanted, um, you know, I had a boy and a girl, so she wanted the two kids. Um, she wanted me to get her pregnant and be, and I won't go into the details because we would be edited off the air. Um, I, I'll just say that she wanted me to get her pregnant and be molesting the newborn before it left the hospital. Uh, she wanted to adopt a kid from um, overseas that couldn't speak English and, and, and keep her chained up in the basement. Uh, and she wanted a dog. 
Oh, my God. And, look, guys, again, if you're listening and if you're feeling triggered by this conversation, make sure you tap into the support networks. But this is, and I did warn you, this would be a very truthful conversation. Now, Kevin is from the US, but I'm going to tell you right now, this stuff happens in Australia, okay? This is not just an American thing. It's not just, you know, something that happens overseas, right? And this is why Off the Cuff exists. This is why we are having these conversations. Um, I don't intend to stop it if I get taken off the air. (laughs) I I, I hope not because I feel like these conversations must be had in order for you to know what's going on and that we need to take action to protect our kids and, you know, make sure our devices are set to private and, you know, to put those strategies in place. And, Kev, later on uh, in this conversation we'll put some um, tactics uh, or, or if you've got some strategies for parents we'll share those. But, I, I've got goosebumps, you know, hearing that because, but I know that it's true, and I and I know from my my service and my time that these things happen in Australia. But I oh, know. Yeah. I'll go yeah, ahead. yeah, don't you know, folks, wherever in the world you are, listen, listen to this. Don't don't fool yourself and say it doesn't happen here. You know, it. You know, from from the small town to the biggest city, no matter where you're at in the world, you know, literally any wherever you're at in the world, you know, don't, don't think because you're, you're, you're Muslim or Jewish or, or, or your non-denomination, it, it doesn't help happen in my community. You're an idiot. If you think that's true, this is yeah. just the way it is. You know, you know, pull your head out of your sand. It's not what I was going to say, but pull your head out of the sand. Yeah. And, yeah. and listen, folks, this is, this is happening um, from everywhere. And, and, and to think, this is, this is a good analogy that I, I like to use, and I heard it from somebody uh, a number of years ago. Um, when someone asked them, um, what's, what's the magnitude of the problem? And he said, imagine throwing a grain of sand in the ocean and think that you're making a difference. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Well, uh, I don't know if you know, Kev, but over here in Australia, we just had the Australian Child Maltreatment Study, which tells us that one in three young girls and one in five young boys will be sexually abused by the age of 15. And I think 75%, if I'm right, um, have usually been offended against more than once. So that's almost 25% of our population. Yeah. And our statistics would be very similar to the US. I have no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And this is and this is one of the and 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 people need to take this the statistics with a grain of salt because this is the most underreported crime. The most this is the most underreported crime type. Because and, and I'll give you a perfect I have so many stories, Kel, like you said. Um that's okay, we can do a part two. <laughs> that's okay. Um you know, we, we arrested this guy and he was he was on his fourth generation. Uh, his fourth generation and everybody, this is what's mind blowing. You know, he he molested his kids and then his grandkids and then his great grandkids. And he was working on his great great grandchild. The dude's like 70 ish. Everybody knew that uncle, whatever the sorry, I can't say that word, whatever his name. Say it. I do. (laughs) (laughs) 
whatever the fuck this guy's name was, um, everybody knew it, but, but nobody, nobody ever said anything until, until, and, and the judge even said that at sentencing, he's like, you were on your fourth generation. You've been less molesting four generations of your family just because nobody said anything. This is like the, I mean, we've had so many amazing podcasts on here, but this is like, and, and I love you, Kev. I love you already, but I'm just like getting so angry, like thinking about this. And I just want to like this, these messages have got to get out into the world. Like people need to know this shit. They, they they do and and you know people people need to say say stuff and and I've heard Something some scared like of yeah. what speaking I mean, the whole bystander effect right yes that yeah oh yeah I've never heard that before but yes you know I had I had a guy I'm, I'm doing this investigation and I'm talking to this guy's boss and and I said hey we're going after this we're looking at this guy because he's looking at child pornography and you know you say that word and everybody knows now you say child sexual abuse material which it always should have been but back then we just said child pornography and this guy says to me well if i'd have known he was looking at that stuff i would have gave him a back office with a door what uh, i don't even know how to respond to that except wtf yeah am i missing something here what the hell yeah right wow. you it's fine because you'll give him an office with a door. How about the fact that he's looking at kids being raped? Did did that not, you know, enter into your mind? Yeah. But, you know, that's, and, and I've I've heard I've heard stuff like along that lines a, a number of times um, over my career. People just say you know stuff that I don't know if they don't understand the exactly what you know, child exploitation material is, or are, 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 I can't admit, I would hate to think that people are that stupid that they would, you know, they would have an employee looking at children being raped while they're working and be okay with that and give them a corner office with a door. Yeah. I think a lot of people might tend to overlook when they think that somebody's perhaps not doing the right thing, but I would like to think that now in this day and age that there's, there's screening, there's, you know, um that that you know the internet will pick up on things like especially if working for a government or has all those like little red flags that pop up when you're looking up at stuff that you're not supposed to be looking up at work you know so there are those safeguards in in place i think for a lot of of businesses and organizations but you know we've all got you know one of these little phones in our possession people can do anything you know and um I, I think that a lot of people know stuff, but they don't want to say anything. They don't want to get in trouble. They just think that somebody else will say something. Like if you're seeing something, like it needs to be reported and you can report at the ACE or you can put the e-safety commissioner in Australia. These are all places where you can report child exploitation happening here in this country, right? Uh, we have an amazing task force in Australia. In fact, leading edge task force that is, is working uh, internationally, like interagency, like collaboration all across the world to to take care of this crime, to deal with this crime. And the investigators are incredible. Um, huge, huge uh, job to be doing. Like there's more stuff to do out there than they can manage. But um, 
you know, it, it takes you reporting for them to be able to, you know, all, all the keys that you have, you might have this like knowledge about something that might be the, the thing that they're after in order to arrest this guy or this person or whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, Kev, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good you, you brought that up about the cooperation because, <clears throat> you know, when, when we – when I first started working this, we used to have to do like a, like a, I, and I forget the wording for it. You had to do, if I wanted to contact you in Australia, I'd, I'd have to go through, you know, like the, the attache and you'd, you'd write a report and then you'd, I'd be like, Hey, um, Kelly, can you send this report over to your counterpart who does child exploitation and, and blah, blah, blah. And then what happened, um, was never one for like following the rules like hey we need to do this because i'm like guess what i need to find out where this dude is where these images are so so what happens is those of us that were in the beginning of this you realize when you make a contact and this is true today um you held on to that and you held on to that phone number because that was gold. Yep. So if somebody came to me like, Kevin, do you know somebody in Australia? I'm like, I know Kelly Humphreys. <laughs> Ring her up um, and, and tell her what you need. And and, there, and people would be like, hey, what about the, the attache or whatever? I'm like, dude, do you need it done now or do you need it done in three months? Yeah. And that's the thing. This stuff takes so long. And like these, in the meantime, there's a children, a child at, at the end of this who's getting abused. Like, <sighs> right. But no, but it's, 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 it's much, much better now, you know, yeah. you know, around, around the world. It's, 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 it's to the point now where I don't think anybody, it's, it's just commonplace now that, that, if you have a contact, you just call them. Yeah. You know, forget it for, forget about going through the, you know, whatever attache or whatever channel it's supposed to be. You just pick up the phone and then you, you know, you tell your boss, say, listen, I have some live streaming going on. I called Kelly in Australia and we're working this together. Um, mm. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's getting, it's much, much better than it used to be. Yeah. What do you think about this statement that uh, it would never happen to my child? I'd know about that. Yeah, sure they would. Um, and 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 I'll and, and I'll, I'll, sh I'll share a good story about that. Um, had a, had mom and dad come in and they they bring the laptop and they they they, they bring their daughter in and and they're like, oh, we think she's doing bad stuff online. And I'm like, okay. I said, you know, the girls. 12 or 13. I said, all right. I said, I said, let me talk to her alone with without you guys. Um, so I, I, you know, have her in my office and, and I said, listen, I said, don't, don't try to BS me or blow smoke up my butt. I've been doing this a long time. Um, don't tell me you haven't did anything because I know you have, it's just the way it is. And she's like, well, I showed, you know, I've been showing my boobs on webcam and this and that. Um, so I, I go back and I, I, I don't tell the parents that because, you know, I need this to proceed smoothly. So I said, let me have the laptop and I'll do a quick exam um, and then come back and I'll call you in a couple of days when I'm done with my exam. So they come back in 
And I said, so I, I, it's, it was a brand new laptop, had it for a couple months. Um, I said, so I, I said, what chat programs does your daughter have? And I get the head tilt. Like, what do you mean? You that very well, Kev. <laughs> yes. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you know what a chat program is, right? And, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, we, we're familiar with that. Um, there's no chat programs on that computer. And I'm like, really? Huh. Well, there is a chat program. And, and let, me, let me share with you what your daughter's screen name is. So her screen name was Shower Whore. And, and I thought mom was going to choke. Um, and then I, and then I explained to her, you know, her, you know, mom and dad, what had been going on and what pictures that the, the, their child had been sending and that she had been chatting online for, you know, X amount of months. And they had, didn't, didn't have a clue, um, you know, didn't have that idea that was in a chat program on the computer. Yeah. Welcome to reality, mom and dad. So, you know, to say it's, it's, it's not my child, um, you know, you're, 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 you're fooling yourself, you know, folks quit being, quit being so ignorant. Mm. Um, and, and Kel, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm not the person that sugarcoats anything. I am not the politically, politically correct guy. Um, if, if you, if you ask me a question, you're getting brutal, brutal honesty. I don't care if you're the president or, or, you know, mom and dad, you know, pull your head out of your ass. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, this this is reality. If if you don't think your kids are are chatting online, you're you're an idiot. Especially these days with phones and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that your kids doing something bad online, but you know, be aware that they're just they're just doing it. Yeah, I know. I, I taught a cyber safety class uh, not too too long ago, and a lot of the kids had actually come up to me and said that their chats were interrupted by people who were trying to send dick pics or just trying to lure them into another group or, or automatically added them to an adult-only group and they had to, you know, they, they were smart enough to get themselves out of it, which was great, but I just found it very frustrating that they're just, predators are just taking the, the, the kids like on Instagram, whatever it is, and putting them automatically into these groups where they're grooming and all that sort of stuff. So at least these kids knew what was going on, but it, it, they're, they're smart kids. They're just normal, everyday kids at a school that, you know, they get taught cyber safety education. If you didn't get taught cyber safety education or you didn't get taught, like, some strategies and skills, you'd be really vulnerable. And they're still vulnerable, right? Because yeah. there's sextortion now. There's, there's all sorts of stuff going on out there that, you know, it just takes – such a short amount of time i think you know the afp says as little as six minutes and you can be groomed online now yeah I, I i can see that you know and and you know some kids are getting the the the, the cyber safety talk but the vast majority aren't yeah but you know who needs you know who's needs the 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 cyber safety talk is not the kids i was gonna say maybe the parents <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the parents know it i mean you know, I, I'm fortunate enough um, that, that I, you know, I didn't grow up with computers. Uh, well, actually, I did grow up with computers. Um, so I, I, and because of this job, I knew all the, the, the chat programs um, that the kids were using. Because if the kids are using it, the predator is using it. So, you know, working undercover, that's where I'm going. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever platforms out there that has a chat function in it, 
um, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm there chatting. Mm. So, but, you know, but I've talked to, I've talked to, you know, enough parents, just like the, the story I said earlier about, you know, not knowing that, that the, you know, that there was a chat program. People are, you know, adults, moms and dads are just behind the curb. They're, they're either, they're, they're either behind the curb or, um, you know, they just, they just don't want to know because it's just easier that way. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, I can get really overwhelming and I understand that. Um, but if you go to the Australian uh, Federal Police, the ACE website, there's a think, you know, or think, you know, website. It's, um, I haven't got it on the screen, but it's just think with a letter U and no, they have hundreds of resources for parents um, to help you understand each chat program. Like it tells you what to do, how to set the pro, uh, privacy settings. So head to Think You Know Australia or you can go to the ACE and it will lead you to the Think You Know website. Um, but guys, yeah, that's just, it's just so easy. And phones make uh, predators, you know, the accessibility is just there. Like it doesn't take much. You can still have privacy settings on your chats and stuff like that and still be targeted by a pedophile or, or child sex offender. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that, that's another thing that, that, that still drives me crazy to, to this day is that um, people, people were saying, Oh, he was, he's, he's such a nice guy. I never thought that, you know, X, Y, Z was a, you know, was molesting kids. And my reply to that is this. The child molester isn't the guy that's sitting on his porch with a garden hose waiting for the kids to get off the school bus and spraying them with the hose and saying, hey, you little whatever, get off my yard. You know, it is the guy that has video games and he is the nicest guy in the neighborhood. But listen, folks, if your neighbor, if all of his friends are under 15, that should be a clue. You know, he might be the nicest guy in the world, but you should take that with a grain of salt. Um, listen, why is, why is, you know, Joe next door, sorry, folks, for those of you named Joe, why is Joe next door only hanging out with, with children? Um, that should be, you know, you should be able, you should ask that. And then, you, you know, if something happens, you know, you shouldn't be shocked. You know, the vast majority of people that I arrested are the, some of the nicest guys you ever meet, want to meet. Honest to God, if I didn't know that they were child molesters, probably 90% of them, I would have went out and had dinner and a beer with them. Or I don't drink beer, but dinner and a drink with them. Because yeah. they're nice guys. And that's and that's why. Because, yeah. you know, you don't you don't attract a, a child with, you know, like the like, like saying goes, you, you know, you track with honey, not with vinegar. Um, yeah. And that goes with, you know, that goes with the, the guys that I was chatting to. Yeah. So I, I think this is just popping into my head now as we're talking and I'm thinking like, how do these guys get into these families? Like my uncle, for example, groomed my, my family to have access to me. Right. So I, I'm kind of thinking, you know, I heard a lot of stuff at the conference, you know, around dating sites, you know, uh, sex offenders are trying to target women, single women who've got children. Right. Uh, in order to then sexually access their children. So what have you noticed? What have you observed about how these guys are targeting 
I'll say guys, but also there are female offenders as well. So I don't want to be completely, you know, painting painting guys with this this brush on their own. But um, it is majority of sex offenders are men. Um, how are they doing this? You know, that's that's the thing. I, I wish I wish there was an easy way to say, you know, look for X, Y, Z. But but there's not because. You know any any position of, of authority, any any position where you have um, access to children, um, th they're there. Um, you know this this is this is one thing to to keep in mind. Um, uh, one of the one of the pointers that I'll give the the moms and dads out there is listen. If if your your son or daughter is chatting on whatever whatever platform. Um, Grand Theft Auto, World of Warcraft, you know, there's chat functions in most games now. Um, and, and, your, and your kid has 100 contacts in there. You know, gar guaranteed that, you know, 5 or 10% of those aren't kids. They aren't kids. They might be saying they're kids. They're, they're absolutely, absolutely not. And, you know, I, I, I never did outreach to kids. Um, because they don't want to listen to the fat guy with the beard unless it's Santa Claus. Um, but, but one perfect example I'll give you is, is I was, I did a chat with kids um, middle school and I said, so how many, how many, how many people chat online? And of course, everybody. Um, okay. Who has, who has 20 friends, who has 50 friends, who has a hundred friends. And then, you know, as, as the number goes up, the hands, less hands. And I said, okay, who has the, who has the most, most friends in here? One of the, one of the kids says, I have 800. I have 800 friends. And I said, how many of those do you know? And he said, well, I know all 800. All right. Let's, let's think about that. That's a, that's a statistic. Unless you're, unless you're a genius with a photographic memory, that's a, that's a statistical impossibility. You can't know, you can't know 800 people, but this kid said, I know 800, 800 people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so figure if he, if he, we'll just give him the benefit of the doubt. If he knows 800 people, 80 of those are, are, are not kids, you know, they're, they're adults and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to weed their way in there. Um, and if you're in, you know, if you're in a group chat, that's that's what helps a, a predator. Because if if we're in there, and I'm and I'm posing to be a 15 year old or 16 year old or 12 year old, what what have you, the only have to, I don't even have to engage. This is what I can do. I can just sit there, watch the conversation as it as it goes to. Hey, did you see um, Becky at the ball game the other day? And and someone's typing. Oh, what school do you go to? I go to whatever South. Oh, no kidding. Hey, what's your mascot? And and one of the guys, guaranteed, you're going to be sitting there, taking notes, right? And then he might he not might not use that information on on that child, but guaranteed he's going to use that on the next person, to say, hey, do you know Jimmy? I I, I met him in World of Warcraft, and he goes to you know South you know South Middle School, and the 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 um, mascots. The pirate, pirate. Oh yeah, you must know Mr. Jones who teaches English. Oh yeah, I know that guy. He's really cool. He has the long curly hair, and that's it. You're in. Doesn't take much, and I think a lot of people, are, uh, particularly, I mean, I, I hate it when people 
the kids are back to school, you know, and I often put a post up and say these are the things that you should be posting and how you should be posting your kids because it just gives away the name of the school, where they are, like how old they are, what their favourite class is, like what they do on the weekends. And all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, there's this whole profile around your, your very tiny, young, innocent child that can be used when they finally get their chat room or they're in a chat room somewhere, you know. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I just don't think people realize how easy it is for a perpetrator to use that to groom their child. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Um, you know, people, you know, we're in an online world. You know, it, it doesn't happen if, and it, what's the saying? Yeah. Facebook official or, <laughs> or what, yeah, you know, yeah. if, it's, if it's not on, if it's not online, it, it, it never happened. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I was doing a presentation to school and, 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 to parents and, and found out ahead of time, we, we use this presentation between us. Um, you know, I was with the federal law enforcement and, and the state and local, we all use this uh, program. One of the guys went online and they said, you know what, I'm going to try something. I'm, I'm going to randomly go to this, find someone in the, in this particular school and see if I can identify them just by the pictures. See if I can find out who they are through the parents' pictures. Yeah. And we and and he built this presentation. And sure enough, you go through the the, the feed and you know you see you, you see the the school t-shirt and you're like, all right, well I got the school now. We know we know the age. And then believe it or not, scroll down through the news feed and there's a picture of the vehicle with the license plate number. Yeah. And we're like, gotcha. Um, and we showed that to, to parents, and they're like, "Wow, yeah." Okay, yeah. uh, we, we uh, so many questions I have for you. Um, just uh, you, you're an author. You're, you've you've written a book called "Hunter of the Damned: A Walk Through Hell." Just tell us about that. Well, this is a this is a memoir. It covers about covers about 16 years of of, of my cases. Um, it. Uh, so so why did I write the book? I wrote the book because I needed to get that out of my head. I needed to get that stuff out of my head, as weird as that sounds. Um, the book was finished in 2018, um, and I couldn't, I could, well, to say it was finished, it was it was on paper. Um, and then I had to step away. I, I couldn't do it anymore. It was, it was literally killing me. Um, and then my, my lovely wife said, hey, are you ever gonna finish that book? And I'm like, I should. So the book just came out in August last year, so it hasn't even been out a year yet. But it is—I think everybody should read it. If 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 you're getting into this field as an investigator, uh, as a counselor, um, you need to read this. Um, if if you really want to know what's what's out there, read the book. I, I'm not saying that because because I wrote wrote the book. I'm, I'm saying because this. I can guarantee you, there's nothing else like it in the world and nothing else in print um there's there's chat in there there's email in there um nothing has been edited out it is it is raw it is it is rude and it is in your face um the only thing that's changed in there um the bad guys don't deserve a a voice in my book so the bad guys aren't named um other than that the only thing that's changed when you're seeing the chatting there's actual chat in there, word for word chat. Nothing, nothing has been edited. Um, when you see the undercover chat, rather than using my undercover name, it just says undercover. 
Um, and there's, there's, there's a couple of pictures in there. Um, and then at the end, I did something different. Um, at the end of each chapter, I put in my thoughts. Um, so there, there it is, folks. It's, I mean, this is what I tell everybody that buys the book. Don't read it before bedtime. This is, this, this is not your bedtime story book, but it's, it, it's about as, as in your face. It's not about, it's about as, it's as in your face as you'll ever read a book. And, and, you know, as hard as it's going to be for people to read, um, I know people will be like, oh, this can't be true. Every, every word in that book is, is true. Um, it's brutal honesty. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of like when you reached out to me to come and jump on this podcast so, and I, and I'd sort of seen some of your work and like, we, we need to know this though, Kev, like we've got to be having these conversations and the fact that we're not means that this stuff is going to continue in silence and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I'm you, just not okay with that. You and me, you and me both. I would, I would love to be in front of Congress or, or whoever, whatever governing body around the world and, 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 and not be filtered by the media because right now I'm, I'm, this is probably the most tame chat I've ever had. Um, <laughs> you know, I would love to tell people that, that, and use the language that I typically use. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not rude, but people need to, people need to understand and, and, and being political, politically correct in this field is good to a point. But what, what I'd like people to do is listen, when you, when you talk to your, whoever representative, Congress, Senator, I don't know, um, prime minister, whoever, after, at the end of that chat, take my book, hand it to them and say, listen, read this. And then if you don't understand uh, one or two things, you're an idiot or you can't read. Mm. But yeah. I think I think the thing with this crime type, so it's child sexual abuse material, right? I, I think a lot of people forget that this starts with abuse happening in a bedroom. There's an offender and there's a child right and then these images are sent to whoever online you know somewhere in the world and it just it stays there like once it's on there it stays there you know and and this doesn't it's not just images it's not just photos it's it's real abuse happening that's being filmed real children being exploited like yes it happens in australia in fact there's a lot of this happens in australia but we're not talking about it and we have to talk about it. We have to talk about this. Kev, I know we're going to, I got to just answer some questions, but I just wanted to ask you because I know there's a lot of um, stakeholders that listen to this podcast from all different law enforcement, um, working in the not-for-profit sectors and things like that. Um, how, how has this affected you personally as an investigator and, and what have you done to, I guess, look after yourself uh, as you're working in this space, what, what have you, what advice can you give? Uh, okay. Let's start out with how has this affected me? Um, you know, I, I, I've never been clinically diagnosed, but, but, but I, I know I have wicked bad PTSD. Um, matter of fact, just, just recently within the last couple of weeks, I, I told my wife, I said, we, I said, we need to, she likes walking to the news. I understand that. Um, 
I said, well, I need to stop watching the news for a while. Um, so, so I, I cut out the news for a couple weeks. Um, I said, if you want to watch it, it's fine. I, I you know, I'll, I'll go upstairs or I'll go in the, the office and shut the door. You can listen to the news. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've sat on the couch and cried more times than, than I care, I care to remember. Um, sometimes, you know, two or three times a week. Um, what do I do for, for, for self-care? Um, there, there was a time when, when I was suicidal. I, I was going to kill myself, but I, I'm here. I'm still here. Um, I talk to people like you. Um, I talk to, I talk to my wife, um, to say I'm okay is, you know, maybe a stretch, but I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, what, what do I, what would I tell, what are the hints that I would tell a parent? My favorite thing, mom and dad, did you, did your son or daughter buy this $1,200 phone? I can guarantee, well, not guarantee almost assured that your, you know, eight or 10 year old did not pay $1,200 for their iPhone. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of mom and dad saying, oh, but it's their phone. Mom and dad, it's not their phone. Okay. You bought them the phone. It is your phone. You are letting them use it. Who pays for the internet? Okay. Mom and dad pays for the internet. Okay. Once a week, sit down with your child, have them open up their phone and go through that. Look at all the apps. And if you don't understand what the app is, there's this really great thing on the internet. It's called the Google. <laughs> you don't know what the app is and your kid's trying to snowball you. Get online, whatever search engine you use. It doesn't have to be Google. You know, look up the app and find out what that is. Know your kid's passwords. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing parents say, well, I don't want to spy on my kid. Um, you're not spying on your kid. For God's sakes, folks, you're, you're trying to keep your kids safe. Right? So, so get that out of your head. Oh, I don't want to make them mad. Who is the parent here? You are the parent. You know, you're supposed to be an adult. You know, be an effing adult. Um, know your kids. If your kid has a password on their phone, you should know the password. Just for, for, for nothing else, um, what happens if, if, you know, your kid goes missing um, and the phone's at home and you don't know the password? You don't know how to get into the phone. So you're going to give the cops the iPhone, and which they may or may not be able to get into, and there could be some valuable information in, in there. Um, yeah, know, know the chat pro programs. You know, quit quit telling yourself you don't want to make your kids mad because you don't want to spy on them. That's, that's, you know, I'm just going to be, that's just stupidity. That's, that's asinine. I mean, you know, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't want to spy on my kids because I don't want to make them mad. Well, you're the damn adult. Um, you, you should be, you know, look on their computer, their iPad, um, you know, their phone, do, do the same thing once, once a week. You know, and if your and if your kids in the in the room for for eight hours eight hours a day with the door closed, um, you should occasionally go in there and find out what's happening. Yeah. 
folks, if 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 you have a if you have a teenage son and they're not looking at pornography online, I would be shocked. Shocked. I mean, let's face it. If 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 I was a kid these these days, oh my God, my computer would be full of porn, because what kid what boy doesn't like looking at naked women? It's just the way it is. Um, but you should be aware of what are they looking at. I mean, I mean, if they if, if are they looking at rape videos, you know, adult rape videos, or something like that. Um, that should be a that should be a concern, because from time to time you hear on the news that oh there was and this just happened recently here, um, there was a someone in in grade school uh, that was caught sexually assaulting another child. And the first thing that pops into my head is this. Where did that learned behavior come from? Where did where did that child learn that? Uh, is, is it from a movie? My guess is my guess it's probably from online. They've seen something online and they're just mimicking that. Or it could be the parents. You know, every you know. And the, and the snap judgment is, oh, my God, there's something wrong with that kid. And rarely does someone say, hmm, where did he learn that information from? Where did this where did this 10-year-old or 11-year-old or 9-year-old learn about, you know, sex? You know, how do they know to reach for the, for the, for the crotch or the breast or something like that? Um, yeah. Yeah, you're giving me, uh, I mean, these are things that are on my list of things we need to address in, in, in future podcasts because we, we know our young people are unfortunately learning a lot of what um, they know through pornography and it's teaching them uh, very un, unhelpful and harmful sexual behaviours that, you know, they just don't float in adulthood and, you know, that's leading to a lot of, like, domestic violence issues as these young adults become you know, in relationships and things like that. And we do have a, a problem because, you know, if we're not having open conversations with our kids, they have to go somewhere else to learn this stuff. So what do they do? They go and find this information in, in on pornography websites. So, you know, it really starts to me, and I agree with everything you said, Kev, like 100% being a police officer working with young people, 100% everything you've said, I've said to parents, you know, <laughs> I feel like like running out of breath sometimes because I've seen it myself and, I, and I, I don't have anywhere near the experience that you've had um, in the back end, like listening to all these chats and actually seeing what you've seen, I can't even imagine. So I want to thank you for like your your service and your commitment to this crime and, and to the children and families and, and just the work that you've done. I just, I can't even imagine. Um, but, oh, yeah. Thank you. That's okay. Um, I I just know that, you know, that there's just so much to be done. So I, I just have one more question because we're going to run out of time. Um, but what if, if someone was to pick out, uh, you know, because a lot of these offenders are married, they, they have families, they have other children in the house, what um, what can you look out for? to know that, you know, someone in your house or, or a partner or a family member may be committing these offenses? Well, one of the, one of the, one of the things that, that, that I'd point out, and, and I'll use a, an example of one of the guys that I arrested. Um, 
he was he was up all, all night all night on on the computer so if you're you know if you're if you're you know husband you know boyfriend girlfriend significant other whatever is spending an exorbitant amount of time online um, and it's not for stock trading or something like that and you know you should ask questions uh, there was another guy that had a had a room and it was just completely full of, of, you know, CDs, DVDs. Um, and he kept, there was a lock on the outside of the door, a key lock on the outside of the door. And the wife is, right. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and, 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 and he had the only key. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, I guess people get, people get used to normal, you know, like what? What? What is normal? Oh, well, that's just you know, you know, Kevin. He keeps the the lock on the outside of his computer room. Um, but that you know, you should be asking that. You should be asking that stuff. Mm, I but, think you know, I, you know too. Like in your gut, you know something was wrong, and you really need to trust your instincts too on a lot of this stuff. Oh, a, 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 absolutely, absolutely. You know, mm. I wish there. I, I wish there was the easy button on this but there's but 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 there's not there, there there is enough there is enough stuff out there that if it's it the, you know if, if you feel that something is wrong you know there's nothing wrong with asking um you know they're probably going to lie to you but yeah um have have i have i how much time do i have go for it you're up okay there's, there, there has been there has been a number of people that I've arrested that their that their spouse had no idea. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe they're doing it. Maybe they're doing it at work. Um, but then there, there's been you know I wouldn't say an equal amount. There's been a number of folks that, that knew um, that there's and I'll say their husband because that's who it was was uh, molesting their kids and they never said anything. Um, the, the, the one lady that I can think of, um, she walked in and um, here's dad doing a photo shoot of their young daughter on their bed in lingerie. And she was just like, don't do that again. Um, and then there and then there was the one the same guy where, where he was forcing his daughter to perform, perform oral sex on him in the living room. And, and mom walked in and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. And. It just went from there. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I don't really have words for that either. But at the end of the day, like I know from the victim survivor's point of view, like the the impacts of enabling family members, and you know, if if there's anything to be said, uh, if, if you're a parent, you have a responsibility to your child. To if you see something like that, to freaking report it, like. That is your duty to look after your child, to protect your child. And in this country, in Australia, if you are enabling, you will be arrested. You will be yeah. charged. Yep. Yeah, same, same, same here in the States. Listen, listen, folks, imagine this. Imagine, imagine if you've seen something um, and, and didn't think, well, you thought something of it and you didn't say anything. And then, you know, 15 years from now, uh, your son or your daughter comes to you and he says, and they say, mom, you know that you walked in on dad and I or whoever, Uncle Joe and I, three times. Why didn't you say something? Yeah. Why didn't you say something? 
Yeah. Imagine- sometimes they don't know, but I fuck. I I get it. I I know. I know. Yeah. I know. And it's not okay. And you know, there's a lot of if you're one of those parents, there's a lot of support out there that you can like freaking message me. Like, you know, but the AFP, the ACE, the guys, if you're not sure, you, sh- you should still act on on that. Yes. You should still say something. Uh, I, I, or I, I have I, a conversation with your child. That's a really good opportunity to say, hey, I'm not really sure what I saw the other day. Tell me more about that. Yes. Yeah. And, and when you're talking and, and when you're talking your your child, you should you should use plain language. Yes. Um, not like, hey, did did somebody touch your whatchamacallit? Um, because if it comes down to it and, and you're talking to law enforcement and the child's like, oh, yeah, somebody touched my whatchamacallit and my thingamajig. And, you know, whoever's doing the interview is like, well, can you explain that to me? You know, use plain language. A penis is a penis. Breast or breast. A vagina is a vagina. Um, you know, if you go to the doctor, you don't say, hey, I have a problem with my whatchamacallit and my doohickey was hurting. You say, hey, I think I have a venereal disease. My penis is hurting. Um, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we can probably joke around about names for anatomy, but as law enforcement officers, we know that when those disclosures aren't made correctly, cases are lost children continue to be abused and it gets overlooked and maybe dismissed and and it might you know be thought to be something that it's not and you know that's that's just what happens so yeah yes that 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 does happen um from from time to time because you know the 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 child doesn't know how to explain it properly i you know you know if if you if you ask as you know, you, you never ask a pointed question like, "Has someone touched your penis?" and and the and the and the kid looks at like you at you with the head tilt because they have no idea what the penis is. Yeah, yeah, guys, protective education. Talk to your kids. Have these conversations. Be brave. Um, Kev, we are pretty much out of time here, but um, guys, there's so many important things. Please make sure you share this conversation. Um, if you want to order a copy of Hunter of the Damned, A Walk Through Hell, you can do that through Amazon. Um, guys, thank you so much for being part of the audience tonight. Kev, thank you for being a part of this conversation. I think we're going to have to do a part two. Um, <laughs> there's just so much that I didn't get to talk to you about. But, um, yeah, what a profound and very, I, I don't know, we had to kind of, we only touched on the surface and there's just so much more uh, for us to chat about. But um, I, I just, I thank you so much for getting up well, so early. <laughs> well, well, thank you. This is, this is definitely uh, invigorated me. Now I have to, now I have to wind down a bit before I actually go off the bed. All right. But yeah, you've just, yeah, I just appreciate this conversation so much. So guys, um, please make sure you follow. Um, you'll be able to download this podcast uh, on any podcasting platform um or you can head to my website for more information about each episode and guys if you like what you're seeing i need your support so please jump on to my patreon page um at www.kellyhumphreys forward slash no patreon.com forward slash kelly humphreys thank you uh and we will see you again very soon um so thank you thanks kev good night
Thank you so much for being part of Off the Cuff with Kel. Breaking cycles of abuse and trauma is not something that can be done alone and requires all of us working together. Your support makes a huge difference. If you've found the content of this podcast valuable, you can support my work through my Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash Kelly Humphreys. You can also find me on all major social media platforms. Through my website, kellyhumphreys.com, you can contact me for speaking in workshops as well as purchase my first book, Unscathed Beauty. If you found any of the content today distressing, please reach out to appropriate support agencies in your country. For emergencies, contact your local law enforcement agency.